1: Welcome to Locked On Box. I'm your host, Kane Pittman, here alongside the founder of brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden. Uh, Freshly home, he's just made the long trip, the championship celebration tour, the Rocky Rococo tour of Wisconsin. Finally had to come to an end (laughs) for Frank. He has to, for the first time in over a month, eat something that isn't Rocky Rococo's pizza. Frank, you're home. You've been driving for two days. You just told me. You made a stop in Memphis on the way, picked up Grayson Allen, and, and now you're back home.
0: <laughs> hey, I did. I did actually stop in Memphis. That's like our normal sort of midway point, uh between Wisconsin and uh and Austin, Texas. But uh yeah, um Grayson and I we couldn't quite make, make schedules work. He was busy, you know, trying to get his uh um you know his security deposit back from his place or whatever. But uh <laughs> no. Um yeah. Stuff as has happened since we last talked. It felt like Bucks. I don't know. I, I think we both thought there was one more move the Bucks were going to make. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I I wasn't expecting it to involve the their trade exception. I you know I think uh, we I, I remember us talking about that um, offline about would that would that be a move they would make on draft night uh, and um <laughs> I was joking how. Um, I don't know if I was talking to you guys, but I was, I I dug up some texts. I was talking to uh, another friend with uh, about what they might do on draft night um, in lieu of just using the pick. And, um, you know, there was a few guys I I threw out as like, hey, you know, Grayson Allen, Desmond Bain, Lou Dort. Lou Dort felt like too rich. Like Oklahoma City wasn't going to give up Lou Dort Dort? uh, on the
1: box. That's for sure.
0: Um, but I was kinda like trying to think of like who who are guys that make under five million that could be potential targets for the Bucs, like, you know, kind of wing type players, given Dante's uh presumed absence for the first, I don't know, however long this this regular season. And um funnily enough, basically we don't know exactly which picks were shipped to Memphis um in this Grayson Allen trade along with Sam Merrill, but um you know, I think the the breadcrumbs were kind of there. I mean, I I tweeted out on maybe it was Thursday, maybe the day before the trade that, uh, and I think you you and Justin mentioned it on the podcast last week that they had a a decision to make on Sam Merrill. He hmm. was five hundred thousand guaranteed this year, but you know another eight sixty eight or or whatever, or no, but, but about a million uh, was was going to be guaranteed this weekend if they didn't release him. So um, it seemed like there was certainly a possibility that he was going to get waived if nothing else this weekend and instead um you use that to ship it out and the advantage of of trading him is now you don't have to eat any of the guarantee money either if you'd waived them you would have had to you know basically write off the 500k in terms of um the tax hit that would have counted against uh the tax number this year so instead you trade him and you bring in grace and Alan who um you know on multiple kind of in multiple ways is actually a very sort of convenient fit in for Dante to start the year. We'll see if he starts. Um, but, uh, you know, we can kind of get into what he's like as a player. But I think a, a pretty good little bit of business for the Bucs. I like the move, um, you know, basically bringing him in for that trade exception, uh, shipping Sam Merrill out. You ship out a couple draft picks. We don't know if those are the picks they got on draft night or not. But um, But, you know, basically it seems like instead of, like I was thinking, maybe the Bucks would trade, you know, number thirty-one in the trade exception, um, use that to get Grayson Allen on draft night. Instead, they end up getting Mamu, Yorgios, wherever the heck he is at at this point in the world. Um, sounds like I think Harris Staver reported that Bucks were waiting on a a letter of clearance to get him uh, on the summer league roster, but he's not officially on it as of now. Um, and you get those two extra draft picks, and a week later, you still end up getting. Uh, Grayson Allen using either those two picks or two other future second round picks. Um, so yeah, I think it's a pretty good bit of business and uh, gives you some additional depth, um, a more reliable shooter than Dante. Uh, but uh, you know, otherwise kind of a similar guy in terms of a fourth year player who is entering, you know, basically has a year left before restricted free agency. And um, you know, certainly was is, is in a position where he will want to impress and um, show the bucks that, that he can be a, a useful rotation player. Cause he's he's got some money he can earn next year
1: so being an Australian we typically like to be a little bit of a smart ass we like getting getting into the banter so I will say my first thought when I saw the Grayson Allen signing was that I was I was very excited to read the comments on social media in regards to the the Bucks signing Grayson Mm -hmm. Allen particularly from those Wisconsin Badgers fans so Look, let's, let's be honest, there's probably going to be some Bucks fans that it's going to be hard for them to accept this as a pretty good deal. But I think you outlined uh, pretty nicely there, firstly, from the business standpoint, that it's it's a pretty handy fit to bring in Grayson Allen here. But also, I, I spoke about the guys that the Bucs had on the roster last week in regards to who I think is a regular season player, and then who is you know potentially in the, in the playoff rotation. And the reasons why I don't think that even though it's been sort of thrown out there that maybe the Bucs had an underwhelming free agency period so far, or perhaps they've lost some depth, which, again, is hard for me to wrap my head around considering they only were playing seven guys in the playoffs. But I do think that, again, adding Grayson Allen is just another guy that you know that, as you mentioned, whether it is starting, coming off the bench, he's a guy you know you can play every night. I mean, I was looking through some of the numbers, and clearly in Memphis, it's a it's a much younger team. They're at a different point in their trajectory towards, you know, hopefully winning, being a playoff team with our friend Taylor Jenkins there. But Grayson Allen was a part of their most used five-man lineup. I mean, he was an every-night player for this team, started 38 games out of the 50 that he played. And, you know, he's he's scrappy defensively. He hits the three well, 40% thereabouts from 339 or 40% on catch and shoots, 36% on pull-ups last year for Memphis. So, uh, look, I, I think he's a really, really solid player. And if, you, if I really wanted to simplify it and try and compare where we're sitting right now, Frank, compared to where we were a season ago, and I don't know whether you agree with this, you might think this is taking it too far. But if I look at two players that they picked up last season and then two players that they picked up this season and the conversations we were having last year, and, and that's DJ Augustine, Augustine at the point guard, Bryn Forbes at the two guard, similar now with George Hill and Grayson Allen, I think with the pickups you've looked at, and yes, they're going to be able to play during the regular season, as we thought Augustine and Bryn Forbes would, but I do think that those two players with Grayson Allen and George Hill, they're more well-rounded. You have less concerns about them defensively, and I think they are guys that you could see. Grayson Allen may be more of a question mark, but whether they're not guys that you immediately think are going to get played off the floor in the playoffs, which I also think is pretty critical to this team. And the thing that I like and the stat that I like and the, and you obviously have to watch. You can't just read straight off these numbers here. But Allen, as a guy that came into the league, I'm not sure too many people really knew what he was going to become at the NBA level. But just something really simple that stands out to me. If you look at his assist percentage, has gone up each year he's been in the league. And at the same time, his turnover percentage has gone down at the same time. At, in stretches, he has had to run the offense a little bit. With Memphis there, we know he can shoot the ball, as I mentioned. And he's a guy that can really get hot. He scored... Uh, over 20 plus points eight times last year in his 50 games and one of those came against Milwaukee Frank where he dropped 26 and the Grizzlies took down the Bucks. All righty Frank a new sponsor of the show Stat Hero i got going to talk about here did you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose is that really that surprising I don't think so the game is rigged against you you're playing against thousands of other lineups not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. So introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. Your name uh, you name the stakes, winner, take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does this. You are in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it was meant to be, one-on-one. Play stat hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com/slash locked on. Sign up for free. And right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. stathero.com slash locked on.
0: Yeah. And that was the game where the bucks played that inexplicable zone, like the second half. And Grayson and Allen just sort of like kept running around in the perimeter and just like finding soft spots and hitting like 26 foot three pointers and making us want to tear our hair out. Um, yeah he actually had a span there we that was part of a, a three games and four stretch where he scored twenty plus uh for the grizzlies and you know you look at his splits he upped his uh his monthly scoring I think every month last season and kind of grew into a a bigger role on it on a Memphis team that obviously has a lot of young guards um and i I saw the I heard the argument made by Nate Duncan and Danny LaRue you know maybe this trade was in part kind of a uh you know the question of well why would Memphis do this right I mean if he's a good player you know he's young, right? He's 25 years old, you know, a, a team on that's in sort of a youth movement. Like, yeah, well, wouldn't he fit into that? of Those plans. And I think you can see an argument why Memphis would be open to moving him. A similar to the bucks with Dante, you know, they're going to have to make, they would have had to make a decision next summer. Uh, he's extension eligible. Now they would have had to figure out, okay, well, what, how do we value him next summer? Um, and, and again, committing, you know, a decent chunk of money to, uh, a guy who I mean let's be honest, like it's not like you look at him as like a an above average starter or something at some point, yeah. you know. Potentially a role playing starter, kind of like what Dante was last year, rotation guy, you know, some 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 type of guy like that. Um, but they also have the Melton, who ironically is the guy that I've always compared Dante DiVincenzo to is <laughs> D'Anthony Melton, because he's kind of this like does a little bit of everything, you know, has always been kind of an Like he he has his three point percentage his thing has come around, but it's always like a little bit like, you know, can you really shoot? Um, And he, because he was a second round pick, they had to give him a new contract a year ago already. So he's already making, I think around 8 million a year. Um, And they also have Desmond Bain who they draft drafted a year ago. Um, And so the argument that Nate and Danny were making was, you know, is this sort of a, Um, you know, the front office in Memphis basically taking the club out of the bag for Taylor Jenkins because Taylor Jenkins was playing Grayson Allen actually a fair bit sort of as that season went on. I mean, he averaged 23 minutes per game in the first round of the playoffs. And so this may be Memphis just saying, look, we got enough wings and we got cheaper guys, maybe guys we like better. So Taylor, you're just gonna have to play with those guys this year. And, you know, Grayson, thanks. But, you know, we're going to kind of re- hit the reset button um, in terms of having to figure out whether we're going to pay you or not. We're just going to get a couple picks. picks. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if they really, what their view of Sam Merrill is, but obviously they acquired him. So uh, I mean, I, I guess they would have had to waive him. I didn't see anything about them waiving him over the weekend. So um, so maybe they saw something in in Sam that they liked. He, he was, I think, with the Memphis Hustle, last year when he had that brief G League stint. So they presumably got at least some, some look at him. Um, again, because the Bucks, the herd wasn't playing. The Bucks had to basically sort of ship their, uh, when Mamadi and Sam went down to the G League, they kind of played for randomly assigned other teams in the G League. So, um, so yeah, I, I think, you know, again, you can kind of understand the Memphis perspective. You know, he's not obviously, I wouldn't say a high ceiling player. Uh, so you can kind of understand why they might have decided they want to move on. But if you're the Bucks, especially given the Dante injury, and let's be honest, I, I mean, a year ago, the Bucks tried to trade Dante in the, in the Bogdan mm-hmm. deal, which I think was more about wanting Bogdan than not wanting Dante. But, you know, with the injury, it doesn't look like there's any Dante extension, obviously, that's going to happen this summer. Uh, he's in a similar spot where he's going to be once he's back playing for a new contract uh, heading into a restricted free agency. And I don't know, I mean, how, how committed are the bucks to kind of having Dante be their starting shooting guard or a key rotation guy moving forward? I don't know. I think they probably are a little bit wait and see on that. Um, and clearly with the luxury tax issues, um, you know, giving him 10 plus million a year, if he has a good year, is uh, is obviously a pretty pricey move to make. So, um, so this gives them another guy who they're gonna have to be in the same spot with. But, um, you know, I think he's a guy that obviously can play right away. He's healthy, and they're gonna get a chance to kind t- t- take a look at him. And, um, you know, I think I think with the way you framed it is is the right way to think about it. I think, you know, when I think about the Bucks' offseason moves, I think of it as George Hill basically replacing the kind of the DJ Augustine. Um, slash Jeff Teague role that kind of combo <laughs> point guard off the bench. I feel definitely better about that.
1: They had or, a real situation at the backup point guard considering they won the title last year. Yeah. yeah I mean... Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that, that was the spot that you looked at and said um, in the playoffs, right? It was like in the regular season before the Tucker trade, it was, well, geez, how do you upgrade those kind of backup four minutes? Yeah. Um, and in the playoffs, it was how do you upgrade those backup point, point guard minutes? And I think um you know again provided that Je- that george hasn't taken some some big you know some huge drop off again especially in okc he actually played very well last year didn't obviously have a great uh second round against the hawks but you know so it goes i mean who, who can blame him I mean, who, who wants to play for the sixers i mean come on that's depressing mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um so and you know what he you know he's a known quantity in in the buck system and i was as i was joking uh with our friend eric name we we always used to joke that George Hill would just like randomly show up in the dunker spot way much, way more than you like would think a six, three point guard should show up. And so we kind of like, kind of be people who follow us on Twitter may recall our like running gag about dunker spot, George Hill. And so of course, ironically, the Bucks then last year introduced sort of that dunker spot position as like a key part of their offense. they kind of went away from the five out thing, putting somebody in the dunker spot more often. So, it was it was destiny that George Hill had to come back <laughs> now that they're now that they have that, that dunker spot uh, wide open for him. But but anyway, um, but yeah, I think the backup point guards you've obviously upgraded. And then, you know, when you look at it, um, I, I look at Grayson Allen as, as essentially, you know, as you kind of alluded replacing Bryn Forbes, and you know, is Grayson Allen gonna give you the you know forty? 47 whatever percent that that brand ended up shooting from three this year well that's a really high bar i'm I'm not expecting him to shoot that well from three um but i think he will occasionally pass <laughs> um maybe not he's not like you know a great passer or like a point guard but um but he's got more of those sort of combo instincts and he can do a little bit more i think he knew a little bit more offensively maybe he's not quite the movement shooter uh that Bryn is but uh can do a little bit more offensively He's bigger. He's more athletic. And then, obviously, most importantly, you know, especially for the playoffs, you know, defensively, he's just a, a, a bit again more physical, a bit more athletic, um, and a bit more capable of kind of holding his own. And you know, is and is is Grayson Allen going to be closing games against the Nets? Well, I'm not going to bet on that. But um, you know, is he a guy that that you would expect to be able to play? Uh, in the playoffs and, you know, at least hang in there and, and not be a guy that just gets, you know, killed by a team kind of attacking him. That That's obviously the hope that, that he, what he could do. And I was talking to a few people about it, trying to get a sense like what, what people kind of made of his defense and, you know, his defensive numbers are nothing special. Um, you know, you look at some of the on off stuff, the, uh, the Grizzlies were were a couple points better offensively, a couple mm-hmm. points worse defensively with him on the floor last year. Um, you know, I think, I think generally the, Skyrim Prague is like he's probably not like you know, he's obviously uh pretty explosive. Um he's not like a huge wingspan guy. I think he's like a six seven wingspan for a six four, six five guy, so not like super long arms. But ironically, Drew Holiday, I think, is also a six seven wingspan guy, which is hilarious that he's uh he isn't longer than that, just given the, how big he plays. But um, but anyway, but I think, you know, again, I think he can at least hold his own. Um, you know, he's he's not going to get exploited i think to way that the, to the extent that that Bryn can and um you know i think again you just with you just hope to, you're you're collecting enough of these guys whether it's you know dante grayson um i would not put rodney hood in the same sort of category as grayson and dante just in terms of i i am far less uh confident in what like rodney hood is going to give you um and for that matter matter semi-ogele but kind of between all these guys, um, you know, they don't all play the same position, but but hopefully you get at least a couple of those guys to kind of like earn real spots in this rotation and be guys that by the playoffs, you feel like you can put out there and, you know, they can fill, fill some kind of role. Um, because again, I think you like what, um, you like the upgrades at the guard spots, I think, as we were kind of breaking it down. I think the big question is, you know, PJ Tucker's gone and Semi-Oshalake maybe looks a little bit like pj tucker but um to do what pj does is is not easy and um that's i think at this point kind of the big question mark is you know do they have a, another guy that they're going to be able to to use in that kind of switching type of role which um again maybe that ends up being more of a, an in-season move but again very few guys like pj tucker out there so um so yeah i think it kind of ties the bucks offseason together pretty well though um and um you know i think from a depth perspective i certainly feel a fair bit better about the buck step than that's related a couple
1: weeks ago. It's built bar time, Frank, the best tasting protein bar that's ever been made. And we are continuing to celebrate freedom of choice when it comes to built bar. Did you know or do you know the amount of delicious flavors that built bar has? If you don't, you're making a mistake because there is something there for everyone. If you don't know the built bar flavors, you're simply missing out. You can go to built.com and you can find out. Uh, All the great flavors they have from raspberry, mint, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, the list goes on and on. The bars are healthy for you. And as the Tokyo Olympics wrap up, we have to acknowledge Built Bar was the official protein bar or is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, which is uh, pretty damn cool. Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED for 15% off. At built.com and then jump across to betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. We have acknowledged that Brewers are playing some seriously good baseball right now, and you can track all the action at betonline, get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. So before the next pitch, head over to betonline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sign up bonuses and contest information they have over there. Just head to the website. Or again, use your mobile to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKED ON. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So, the way I've continued to just break it down is feels very simplified to me. And so, I'll, I'll just keep doing it this way. And I think we were sort of, again, having this discussion. Uh, off air or, or away from recording this podcast but the guys that i have that i feel yes you know, somewhat confident and obviously some more than others that you know what you're going to get for them obviously is the starting five with the chris drew uh, dante and brooke if everyone's healthy then you have pat connor and bobby portis you know will be in the rotation george hill and Grayson allen so there's nine guys and then uh and i might be missing one there i'm uh, i am am not 100 percent sure and then the three i think that's right yeah, and then the three wild cards I have is Rodney Hood, Semi Ojale, and, and Jordan War as well. well. All three guys, particularly during the regular season, they are going to have an opportunity to play and and who knows what we'll get from them. And I guess the only question left this offseason, Frank, is what is going on with the Nassus? I know I saw you tweet uh, to someone that was asking about Thanasis with the cap sheet. You said you're just keeping a nice little spot uh, warm for him there on your projections. I've certainly just assumed... That he's coming back but who knows we'll see what happens there with the nasa's we wrap up this portion of the podcast Frank, our recap of the grayson allen trade i have to remind everyone of uh, our brand new podcast locked on bets betting on the nba mlb nfl whatever it is it doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new locked on bets podcast hosted by your boy q and handicapping expert lee sterling get daily picks blowout specials wrong team favored picks and lee sterling's lock of the day Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Frank, you're sticking around with me. We're going to do another podcast here in just a second. So, you know, I missed out on a day of podcasting last week, which is very rare for me. So we're just doing a little double drop here. And rather than one one hour long podcast, we're splitting it up. Hopefully it's a little easier for you guys to digest. So if you're finishing up the Grayson Allen podcast, make sure you follow it up by listening to the Olympics recap slash summer league preview podcast that we've got dropping here that's right the bucks are playing basketball tomorrow or today as you're listening to this which is just absolutely absurd to think about but as always we appreciate you guys listening to the show uh, you've been awesome particularly the last few months uh, jumping on board and supporting us we really appreciate it thank you for listening today for frank and myself we'll speak to you guys next time